welcome back to Getting to the Top, where I interview transformational leaders about their leadership journey in hopes that we can either learn something from their journey or inspire you on your own leadership journey. Today, I have a good friend, somebody who inspired me, somebody who has um, taken me on many journeys and helped me through things that I didn't even think I could, I could have someone with me on. She has been a phenomenal leader, a phenomenal friend, a phenomenal collaborator. She's the managing director of DRT Communication. She's an absolute marketing guru, without question. And she's also a mindset coach. And um, she is somebody who, in, 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 in every way, inspires me. Inspires me with her heart, with her kindness, with her goodness, with her genuineness. Um, she is somebody who, I, I won't like to say, I deeply love. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Danielle, for coming on, getting to the top, and allowing me to interview you. And so, um, Danielle, please introduce yourself. I will. Thank you for that intro. I don't, I, I had to do the whole blink back for a second there, Raquel, because, you know, in preparing for this interview, one of the questions is who inspires you? And you are always in that list for me. So to hear you say that, it was just, you know, I just needed a moment there to blink back um, the tears. I am Danielle Zerilong. I am um, manager of DRT Communications, as Raquel said, and um, a marketing business that has operated in Jamaica, serving the Caribbean for over 14 years. I've been in marketing for uh, about 22 of those. <laughs> um, worked with, you know, in, with the financial, uh, in the financial industry, worked in fast-moving consumer goods along the way, and a couple of years ago had a major life transformation, which um, let me go back to school, really, to become a mindset coach. Um, worked with all the major brands, worked with some amazing CEOs, learned a lot along the way. And this actually was what brought Raquel and I together many, many years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. And she's also a phenomenal dancer, like phenomenal dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> listen to me. You see Daniel on a, on a dance floor and you wonder, listen, why is this woman like a professional dancer? She's, she's absolutely spectacular. But she's also, and I, I, I won't like to tell you, she's also changed my life. And this was at the beginning of her mindset coaching journey, but she's absolutely changed my life. So I, I actually had, I was telling her, I had to work my way up to, to interviewing her because <laughs> I just wanted this one to be really good. So Daniel, so tell us how it started. How did it all start? You were in school. What did you think you were going to do? I actually thought I was going to be a psychologist in my teen, in my teen years. I wanted to be a psychologist. And sometimes I still think about it. And I think that's where coaching has kind of brought me to a middle ground. But in my teens, wanting to be a psychologist, I went to school, graduated with a degree in psychology and um, an undeclared minor in business management. And the reason I bring that up is because during university, I had my fantastic daughter, Maya, and realized very quickly that a first degree in psychology did not a psychologist make me. So all of a sudden realized I had to figure out, you know, how to get a job. And one of the most powerful moments in my life was a summer internship. And um, it was in sales, but I kept going to the sales and marketing manager saying, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And he says, you know, that's marketing, right? And I was like, I just have ideas. And he goes, have you ever thought of, a, uh, of like pursuing marketing? 
And I was like, no, I've never even done a course. And um, he said, well, you just, you know, came up with a direct marketing campaign. This was back in the days of when we used to do mail, mail outs, right? <laughs> marketing. And um, I went back to university that, that semester and did a course in marketing and aced it. Meanwhile, I had always been told, and these exact words were told to me, that I did not have the aptitude for business. And Ooh. actually, it's kind of funny because That's true. it says, you know, somebody who was pretty important in my life at the time. And um, my girlfriends and I joke about that. Like when something big happens in the business, um, my girlfriends will text me and say, yeah, I guess you didn't have that aptitude. Eh? <laughs> and, and it's such a pivotal moment because here's one person speaking over me speaking over my life that I have that aptitude and here's somebody that I'm you know very emotionally attached to saying you'll never make it in business and then um you know I guess we proved that wrong along, yeah. along the way so um yeah and so started off with the Jamaica Money Market Brokers Limited at the time in marketing as a junior marketing officer and then moved on to become the marketing manager of True Juice, a local Jamaican brand of, you know, several, several different SKUs in, in fast moving consumer goods. And um, that was actually, I think, my real foray into leadership, right? Mm -hmm. And um, then whilst at um, Tradewinds, True Juice, at the time, I had this burning in me. I had this desire that I could be a consultant. And I'm here interacting with people like Raquel, who like mm -hmm. these amazing consultants. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I can't. But <laughs> it wouldn't go away. And I remember praying about it. I remember asking people, you know, could I do this? What about me leaving my job and starting a business? And people were like, Daniel, are you crazy? No way. Like you have a child. She's 10. Like, are you, you have a mortgage. Are you nuts? But it wouldn't go away. Mm. I remember coming home from church one Sunday and I was like, God, I'm not praying about anything else. I'm not praying about world peace. I'm not praying about anything. I just need to know, should right. I do this? What because do I need to do? Feeling this yearning in me wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, as cliche as it sounds, that was a Sunday. And on the third day I rose, and I know it sounds totally cliche, but it was literally <laughs> Wednesday morning. I woke up like this and I knew, and I drove yeah. all the way to work. I resigned. And everybody at that point was like, you have lost your mind <laughs> but I just knew and I tell you this 14 years later when it gets tough when I don't think I can when somebody else says something to me speaks negatively over my life or something just happens and I'm not and I'm not believing in myself I go yeah. back to that day and I go honey you knew then you know God spoke to my heart in that time and I'm glad I've had that faith and kept that faith because there have been days that I don't have that faith in myself, right? Mm. I go back to that morning that I drove to True Juice and I resigned. And actually, when I resigned, my boss literally offered me house, car, and land to stay, as we would say in Jamaica. Wow. House, car, and land to stay. A great offer. And I said, no, I'm doing this. Not one client. And actually, I'll be honest, there's no shame in my game. Negative 500,000 Jamaican dollars in debt. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> and I was just like, Okay, really though, I have to be, I, I have to have lost my mind on yeah. this one. <laughs> no, I remember. And I remember we were both at a bit of a crossroads at that time and sort of contemplating and, and doing things. And I was like, you know, and you just forged ahead. And I, I went out and I was like, okay, yeah, I've had my taste. <laughs> and, 
And then I quickly went back and retreated into corporate. But I've been so proud of you on this journey because I, you know, I see DRT everywhere. I see the amazing campaigns that you guys have done, you know, the competitions that you've won, the, 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 the leadership that you provide in the entrepreneurship space. And I think, and the authenticity of your leadership, you know? So when I see your team and they're so happy and they're gung-ho and they're excited and they're charged up, it's all, I think this was always the path you were meant to take. I think so. I think so too. And you can know a lot of that retrospectively, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, people ask me the question, you know, when did you know you were meant to be a leader? And I don't actually have an answer to that question, but... I do believe sometimes we are we are taken into situation, into circumstance, and it's how we show up, right? Yeah, and I yeah. will be, as, a, as I say all the time, there is no shame in my game. Anybody can ask me anything about my journey. And I will tell you that in the very first days of leadership for many years, I was always a leader who was trying. I was always trying to learn. I was trying to read. I was trying to go to every workshop. I was trying to be the best leader. But retrospectively, I don't think I was a very good leader, people leader. I knew how to lead a campaign. I knew how to get stuff done. I knew how to bang, bang, bang. Great but ideas, people, yeah. Great ideas, energy out the wazoo. Man, sometimes I wish I still had that energy of a 27-year-old because this was happening when I was 27, right? And, or 28. And I look back and I say, I was awesome in that way, right? But was I the best people leader? Mm. And I think in the past couple of years, that has been that refining, that part of the journey. And certainly nowhere near perfection. Um, and I don't think any of us ever get to that level of perfection. Mm. But um, if I, I, I never, ever in my life, I, I think if I had to identify three regrets in 43 years, I, mm. I, would, it would be, I would be hard pressed to come up with three. But I, I would say that I look back at some of my leadership of people and I say, I learned a lot along the way. I yeah. definitely learn a lot. Give me an example, because I think that's, that has been, I think that has been the toughest part of my journey as well in that um, my leadership of people. And, and you know, you know, they say that the thing is people forget what you say. People forget, may forget what you say, forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And, Absolutely. And, and that has stayed with me and it haunts me because, you know, I absolutely know. I understand that leadership is a journey. I understand that people leadership especially is a journey and you have to kind of, you have to grow into that space. And there's no manual that people give you on day one that, they, that says, this is how you lead people and this is how you inspire people and this is how you, you motivate people. And I'm reading things now about, well, you really shouldn't even try to motivate people. But you certainly shouldn't be trying to demotivate people. And it, right. and it isn't ever from a place of wanting to do the wrong thing, but it is about doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, if, if you understand. So it'd be great yeah. if you could kind of unpack your sort of leadership journey for me, because I think that would be really helpful. It certainly would be helpful just for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I remember very early out um, in leadership, I was very insensitive. I was an insensitive leader. And I think what was very surprising for for a lot of people is that I was a woman and, and, and we're almost, you know, we're, we're thought of as the nurturers, which we are, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wasn't very nurturing. Now I can look back at that retrospectively. I grew mm -hmm. up with my dad and my dad alone. I didn't have like, you know, 
the mom the mom tenderness right i grew up with dad who was you know get things done and do things right and lots of fear and stuff and that was my predominantly my example of leadership which brought some really awesome attributes out right yeah. you know because could get things done yeah but the sensitivity that i think people come to expect and the nurturing that people come to expect from a from a woman i didn't have that in my early days and i'll tell a story that you know just preface it you know i'm not proud of this story but i think it's important mm. i remember having a never being sensitive to a woman having her cycle because i never mm. had cramps I never had, I cried for like, you know, a day and I wasn't very sensitive. And I had like these 14 girls, they were, you know, the promo team. And as is what happens when women hang out together, our cycles line up and we had this big execution. And like, I wanted, I'm pretty certain it was like seven of the eight girls who were all on their cycle and who was having cramps and who was calling out. And we had these, you know, white outfits and the girls asked if they could wear black. And I, the black, you know, for obvious reasons, you're on a promotion. And I was just, no, we have set out to wear white for the day. Everybody, you know, and we get things done. And I look back on that and I'm not proud of it because the truth is, why couldn't we have just worn black for the, you know what I mean? It just, it was so, it was so hard, hard and stuck in my ways that um, I didn't, I, I look back on that person on who I would be now if I was in that position and I would be, you know, just as I've done with my team for COVID, I've, I'd say, come on, well, we're going to need a vanity pack. Everybody, let's just do a team vanity pack and everybody has their stuff. And okay, let's go on shorter shifts, you know, more breaks because people don't feel good on that first yeah. day. And so I look back, that's an example of what I was just like, you know, that nurture wasn't, wasn't there. And by the way, I look back and I look at the nurture that I was as a mom. And I'm much more nurturing as a mom now than I was then, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, much more. Because um, Maya was... But you've you always know, been Maya's biggest cheerleader, like, you know. Yeah. You know. No, I was, I was, I'm always like the cheerleader mom, come, let's go. I'm the parent when they said, please don't clap or make noise. I'm the one who makes the noise. You know? <laughs> They're like, Daniel, please don't clap or make noise. Daniel. <laughs> right, exactly. And... Um, but the, the softer side, you know, is come on, let's, you know, get it together. And as I said, that comes with some very, very good things. Yeah. But I learned in the past couple of years, my biggest thing that I talk about these days is recognizing that we lead whole people. That I, Danielle, am a whole person. You, Raquel, are a whole person. All 22 team members at DRT, we are whole. And I do believe that COVID actually um definitely helped that we we got to see people's lives at home we got to see their their kid you know having a meltdown on camera or their dog (laughs) yapping or whatever it was and 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 I think I think that was one of the better things of of COVID and as it turns out I um, was in training to become a coach at the time Mm -hmm. but long before that or about two years before that I had a hell of a health scare and I got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and for those who, who care to search, you can go on my web, website, wellbydanielle.com and, and read about my journey in my health. And what happened to me was I, was I was doing well. DRT was doing well. We had the contracts. We had the this, whatever. But I was fading fast. That same period, by the way, and, and maybe there's some Jamaican who watches this that's going to say, you're rich, you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I had a period for two years straight. I was oh, wow. on health. 
I was 222 pounds at five foot one. I was fading fast. I was sick every couple of weeks. I wasn't doing well. And I took my health into my hands at that diagnosis. And because of learning to have grace for myself and mm. how now I needed to show up for myself, I recognized that, you know, I have a team member who says the Daniel of then and the Daniel of now is a totally different person. Absolutely wow. different. Because I learned grace. I learned compassion. I learned to love through leadership, right? And I had learned that actually in my days of, of, at GMMB but I really learned it. And then I learned to recognize that just as I was having my own challenges in life, so were my team members. So were mm. some of them, right? And it's not every day we're going to show up at, you know, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. And how should we actually require that of people? Yeah. The most powerful questions that I think we can ask at the beginning of every meeting with our team members, how are you showing up today? Where are you at? Yeah. Because if a team member says to me they're showing up at a six, another team member show, says they're showing up at a 10, we can't treat them the same. And I'm showing no. up over here at a six too, right? I know what to expect at, of that team. And I say, so what does a six mean? What, can, what, what is the best possible version of six for you today? And yeah. maybe we'll say, How, what do you think we can do to get you to a 10? You even want to go to a 10 because sometimes yeah. the answer is yeah. not today. You can't, you, you can't run on all cylinders all the time. Exactly. That's just not... That's not reasonable. And I think sometimes, you know, I've had, I've had team members who were amazing team members, but they were like wanting to do 10 all the time. And I said, listen, I need you to pull back a little bit because I will need you to go to a 12. And if you've been going at 10 all the time, you cannot push to a 12 because you have nothing left. So I need you to kind of dial it back sometimes. Not everything is a crisis. Not everything is a absolute emergency and I think one of the things that has helped me is like identifying listen I have a four-year-old so sometimes I am up working at two o'clock in the morning and I may send you an email at two o'clock in the morning and that's that one is it's it's not a regularity for me it's it's a it's a one-off but two I'm not expecting a response from you at two o'clock in the morning and if you get up and you're responding to me at two o'clock in the morning I think something's wrong with you right so you know so it's like listen if I call you that's an emergency if I WhatsApp you, I'm expecting a response in an hour. If I email you, I'm expecting a response in 24 hours. And if I send you, if I send you something in stale mail, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's about setting those boundaries and understanding those things. And I, as some of those things don't come unless come with time, come with time yeah. and experience. experience. And it's so difficult. It's so yeah. difficult. And and the thing for me is also as leaders recognizing, as I said, going back to that whole thing, I want my team members to be healthy. I want them mm. to, to, to understand rest. I didn't know those things along the way. Mm. I didn't recognize how important treating my body with wellness in, in a well way was. And guess yeah. what? People don't need to make the same mistakes that I did, right? Yeah. So I want to talk to them. So I want to talk to them. I want them to hear me. I, and guess what? Maybe when they're 25, they're not going to hear it. But, you know, you just keep planting, planting seeds. Yeah. I'm just recognizing. I just keep saying this thing. It's like I'm a broken record. We are whole people showing up every day from whole lives. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. the more people, the more that we get that as individuals. So that scaling thing, I'm about to launch a workshop and a 21 day workshop. And literally the first question is, 
How are you showing up today? And before we start the workshop, when I'm at a 10, it means this. When I'm at a seven, it means this. When I'm at a one, it means this. Because for me, when I, when I got this whole scaling thing, the difference between a six and a 10, if you try to operate at a 10, when you're really at a six, that by the way is what we call burnout. And you keep, mm. you know, one day you can go, God, I'm at a six, but I gotta show up this today for this. But if you keep doing that, that gap is what we've come to know as burnout. That gap is type two diabetes. That gap is, is infertility. That all mm. the, the ways, because our body will speak to us, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, so asking people to do that for themselves, but also as leaders, getting to understand even the, how your team scales, team members scale as well. I'm super huge on this whole person um, yeah. leadership. I actually want to really write about it because I think it's so important. And si I know it's so important because as I said, at 39, I was staring, staring a lot of issues in the face. I remember on my 40th birthday, my sister said to me, Danielle, I can say this to you now, You've lost a hundred pounds. You're doing well. You're healthy. But I thought there were times we would lose you. Oh, wow. Let me tell you something. That, I mean, right now, I just, that stands out so much. Yeah. yeah. And because, you know, that's my sister talking to me. But I yeah. also know team members would have been at the, the whim of all my emotional dysregulation. Because yeah. diabetes already brings a lot of anxiety with it. Not, especially when you don't know that's what's happening. Right. Uh, you know, your blood sugars are dropping. They're up, they're down, etc. You're not feeling well. You're not feeling healthy. You're more irritable. All of this stuff, right? And then, of course, retrospective, we're like, oh, she had PCOS. I didn't, nobody saw PCOS at that point yeah. until it was, oh, wow, that was pretty obvious, you know? Yeah. But so many are living with stuff and because we're not addressing our health we're trying to get to the top of the field we're trying to land that client we're trying to make that revenue we're, and you know something you know a couple of months ago um we declined two jobs my team member saw it. she said she texted me she said why are we declining these jobs and i said look at the workload i'm not driving you guys into burnout october november december is coming we always hit burnout then this is august let's not yeah. start any earlier our revenue will hold us. And those are clients that will understand. And I explained, I said, we are at capacity as a team. And she actually said to me like two weeks later, I totally forgot about it. She said to me, Danielle, if there was ever a time that I knew you showed up for us, it was making that decision because your job is to make sure that the company brings in a lot of revenue and we right. haven't done well for the past two and a half years. So you're trying to, 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 to make back right? What we have lost, yeah. but you showed up for us. She's like, I had yeah. to go and tell team that that's what you did. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, we don't need it. I mean, we need the revenue, but I don't need any of you at burnout in August. Of course. I already know we're maxed for OND. You know, it, it's just not worth it. A team member's yeah. life, it's just not worth it. And that's the thing. I mean, I think sometimes it's so easy for us to sort of take long-term decisions based on short-term circumstances and not understand how that's going to affect us going forward and realize that the whole thing is you know like one of my uh, favorite books is the long game because it talks about that listen we're playing this thing as though you know 
okay, we play and we're done, but that's not how business works. Businesses go on for, for hundreds of years. And so we yeah. need to understand that, yes, I appreciate the quarterly earnings. Yes, I appreciate the annual report, but what are you moving forward with after that? Is yes. there anything left after that? Um, I interviewed Gina Wang. She's the um, she's the CEO of Virgin Unite, uh, Richard Branson uh, charity, and she's done something called 100% Human at Work, and it's a phenomenal thing about just figuring out, you know, how do you the same thing that you're talking about? How do you get people to show up as the, their whole being and 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 understanding that we are all human in this in this environment that we're working to produce something? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, the um, that I love that that hundred percent human thing, and I have to go and and, and read about it um some more. You see, the thing is, what we what I have I, I have a client, a, a coaching, well, it's just become a coaching client, and um, she got really sick a few weeks ago. She had a really bad flu. She she comes back into our next um call, and she's talking about all the stuff she's gonna do, and you know, she's making back time. And she said, I have so much more energy now that I, that I got a break. And I sat there and I laughed a little bit. And she said, you know, it's like being sick, just it, 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 it quiet, quietened my brain. And I was able to just come up with all of this stuff. It was so great. And I kind of laughed because I'm like, how many of us that ever feel like, you know, you've had seven days of the flu and it was so great. And I yeah. understood that what she was saying. It forced her to not show up for meetings, show up, for, you know, she had some quiet time. So at the end of the call, I said to her, hey, just one quick thing. You know, that seven days that you had there that was so powerful for you, mm -hmm. how are you going to create it again? And she said, what? And I said, I'm not asking you to create the flu. Right. Asking you, you saw that having, having that time was actually so good. That gave you so much more this week. Yeah. How are you going to create that again? And she's like, I can't do that. I mean, what? I said, I'm not asking you to take seven days off every month. But what you're looking at there you just went to but the cost of that the cost of yeah. taking two days off but what you're failing to realize is actually the gain you had because the gain you had being taking quiet time going into meditation sleeping some more um yes it was prompted by the flu but you had an experience of actually being able to show up more yeah. because you took care of your body yeah and that's the, actually a gain it's not a cost and yeah. um like oh my gosh. And I, she said, but I, I wouldn't even know how to create it. And I said, well, let's get together next week and talk about it because it's actually, it's a mindset change. Um, right. But it's when we are forced, we shouldn't have to wait till we're forced. Yeah. But many of it happens when we're forced, like I was, I was yeah. forced just to look at myself. I didn't want to die at 39. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to have type two diabetes. Like that was, it was horrendous right to get that diagnosis not because of the diagnosis but because of what that meant the truth yeah. came. I hadn't cared for myself right yeah and 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 I know that a lot of leaders talk about you know as you said the quarterly earnings and the you know debt you know net profit ratios and all of this stuff that I, I, I mean I care about because I run a business but I much prefer to say you know I have a team that feels alive, that feels great, that, you know, are rocking and rolling as their best selves. And let's hope that that actually coincides with the client deliverables and, you yeah. know, what we, how we need to show up with the best creativity um, for that 
for that client, you know? So do you think, do you think that it is, it is, is it that you fail to take care of yourself physically, which then manifested in the physical symptoms, or is it that you fail to take care of yourself mentally that resulted in the physical, the physical manifestation of that mental, what chicken or egg, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's actually um, a super key point. And I used to, um, as I said, I was 222 pounds. And um, as Raquel said, I could take over any dance floor and dance for four hours or six, um, depending on. But, you know, as I said, after a while, that, that catches up with you. I had tried every diet under the sun, right? So this is going to answer your question indirectly. I'd tried every diet, keto. The only thing I didn't try was cabbage soup. And, and I probably just hadn't gotten to it. Um, <laughs> I, I hate cabbage. Um, so, but what I realized when I lost the weight and why I decided to become a coach, it's not that I did bariatric sleeve, that bariatric sleeve helped. It's not that I was just in the gym every day. That was definitely, all of those are tools and very, very, very good tools, right? I learned to eat. I learned about nutrition. I learned about rest. I learned about sleep. You know, after the age of 40, any woman, if you are not resting and you are not sleeping and you are not hydrating, in my practice, we go no further until we fix those. We are not losing that weight. It's just not going to happen, right? That's just simply how our bodies are working. What happened was in that come to Jesus moment was I realized I had to change my mind. And I'm known to say, the day I changed my mindset is the day I changed my life. It was working on who I was mentally. What was holding me back? What was standing in the way of, and by the way, the answer to that was me. <laughs> but what about me was standing in the way, right? We talked about in, in, the, in the weight loss um, world, we talk a lot about non-scale wins. So whilst I started to lose weight like this, It was getting up at five o'clock every morning to meet my trainer. That was a mindset change because I promise you, I didn't feel like it every single morning. Right. And yes, I was, I had the fear factor behind me of diabetes. I was not going on insulin. That was just a big mission for me, but we don't need the fear factor. Right. It is the, it was the mindset that then made me make different, uh, different decisions and choices about my health which by the way, we got to non-scale wins. So whilst that weight was dropping off, all of a sudden, I was a nicer person. All of a sudden, I was laughing more. All of a sudden, my skin looked better. So I felt better. All of a sudden, um, I was calmer. My, my ability to handle conflict at work, handling a team member not showing up um, in, in their best self because I didn't have the level of anxiety and irritability about it I didn't have no longer had a period that was just lasting days and days and days and days into years those were non-scale wins and those started in my mind and the reason I know that I started my mind Raquel is because I'm not perfect here I'm not just over here eating kale and spinach and eggs every day and I'm just so perfect but what I do know is that I have a boomerang so when I send out when, when it goes out um you know some some bad habits and some old ways come back and just want to eat ice cream and chocolate cake immediately immediately everything that I have worked towards the change in mindset it's a new neural pathway it goes uh-uh this is not how we operate this is not the best version of Danielle 
So that's why I say, I know it's mindset change. Um, yep, we can lose 20 pounds on keto by in the next three weeks. Sure. I, t- I, I actually don't tell my coaching clients what, how to eat. We discover how eating and hydration works best for them. And then the weight comes. Our body goes back to what I call the equilibrium. And in, in practice, some people call it homeostasis. And so whilst I'm speaking more as a coach and my journey in healthcare, I bring this up because a healthy leader is not spoken about enough, right? Mm. And the, the, the gains of having a healthy leader. And I know this because I've been a very unhealthy leader. I've had an unhealthy mindset. I've had unhealthy practices. I've had an unhealthy body. And now that I am more on the other side, I am the best leader that I have ever been is now. So I know it's mindset. Oh, wow. Wow. That is phenomenal. Danielle, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. And, you know, to say that you're a transformational leader would be, would be, um, an understatement, quite frankly. And I, I encourage people to sort of to Google Danielle because if you Google Danielle and DRT and you see the work that they've done, you see um, the, you know, the, the awards they've won, the, the things that they've produced, it's just, I'm always in awe of your work. And I'm, there's, a, there's a post I, I ran into, or I have to finish with this story. So I, I went to the UN uh, conference last year, COP26, and um, one of my colleagues was there, somebody I worked with years ago, and, and they pulled off this, this flawless execution of this um, launch of a product. And it's an absolutely globally significant launch that they have done. And I'm so proud of them. And I talk about it all the time. It's the Caribbean Development Bank. And so I said to, to my friend, I said, well, I said, how did you manage to pull this together? She said, listen to me. Now, she doesn't know that I know Danya. And she says to me, you know, if you are looking for someone who on short notice with, with little time can execute for you flawlessly, hire DRT, I will send you their contact. I was like, I already have it. And then I said, <laughs> one second for me. And I said, say that again. And I recorded it and sent it to Danielle because it was, um, and I hear that all that kind of stuff all the time. And, and, you know, and I've experienced it. I've lived it in in you know executing campaigns with you it's just been um i'm a big fan i'll I'll just just not counter i'll just support that story the that project was actually the start of another bit of mindset change for me working on nourishing projects projects that and and I, i i want people to know this when you are working eight to ten hours a day 30 odd percent of your life is that job nourishing you? And that job right there clicked off, it kicked off in my brain. I like to work in things that develop people, that develop nations, that develop countries, that develop communities, and the joy. So we will work, you know, because we're saying, okay, the client is going like this is like the UN here. Yeah. We yeah, yeah, yeah. To, behind the scenes, nobody will ever really know. We didn't know Raquel would have known it was us. Nobody will ever know it's us, but we are nourishing our nation. We are playing a role and that works for me. So I'll tell you, even now with just the work we're doing at DRT, it's all about this. We stop and go, does this nourish? Does this nourish our community, our country? 
our, our, our people, planet, our planet, because this thing is, is, is globally significant. Exactly. And that's the kind of work that, that we're doing now that we're looking at, looking about, you know, anytime a CDB, uh, RFP comes in, we're like, yep, we're on it. We're there, <laughs> you know, and then even sometimes saying, actually, we can't serve that well, but it's so important. We are actually going to take a step back because we're not going to do a bad job on that one because yes, it will nourish, but will we give it the best? Right. And uh, I really want to encourage people is what you're doing every day of your life, nourishing you, nourishing your family, nourishing Jamaica, nourishing Trinidad, wherever you are. Yeah. Does it nourish? And that's, that's actually my word for 2023 nourish. And I mean, I really do mean 2023, even though we're still in 2022. (laughs) You're ready. You're ready. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. And I hope I've I've gotten some really amazing messages on Instagram and, and, and some really feisty comments on TikTok, actually, which has been been quite entertaining. Um, But it's been, it's been such, it's been such an honor to share these phenomenal leaders with you and thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for continuing to show up and we hope to see you again and if and if you haven't already subscribed please subscribe and and let us know and let us know how we're doing thanks so much bye